Hello, folks, and welcome to We the People. This is the American Soccer Podcast, in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team. I'm Clayton. I'm a rapper. I'm Ty. I'm a web designer. And we love the Nats. And we hate Venezuela. <laughs> Screw you, Venezuela. Just kidding. Just Friendly. Kidding. Love you. Friendlies. Love you. Friendlies. <laughs> Just kidding. Love you. <laughs> All right. Uh. <laughs> Love you. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Welcome once again, folks, to Arasta Pod. Dare I say, some of my favorite pods we've ever done have been. Arasta Pods. Uh, it's the pod in which we an- uh, we announce an, an, a, a roster is announced. We report it back to you, name by name, and then talk about what's about to happen with uh, this team. This time around, however, we've got two exciting teams to talk about. Isn't that right, Ty? That is right, and they are playing the same country, four hours apart. <laughs> Fascinating stuff, folks. But before we go any farther. Uh, shall we, shall we list off these names, boys? Shall we line Let's them up? It. All right, 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 all right. Line up. Now, ladies. Now, ladies. In goalkeeper. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Now, Brad Guzan. Uh, Brad Guzan, <laughs> get in there. Two gloves. Brad Guzman. No, uh, Howard has two gloves. Howard's got right, both sorry, gloves. Sorry. So, so oh, we got no. Brad Guzan, Ethan Horvath, Tim Howard, and Nick Romando. Tim Howard, as we've just mentioned, probably, uh, or at some point being announced, I guess, as the number one. I don't know why um, they do that. I don't know why they do that either. This is also the kind of thing I hear through podcasts and uh, tweets. So I have no idea what this announcement of him being the number one is actually like. Like, is somebody, <laughs> right. is someone, is this in a press <laughs> conference? Is this like, does it have its own special moment? No, they, it's a group of guys get together in the Vatican. And at the end of it, they <laughs> hang a jersey out the window. That's right. Yeah, if it swings to the left, it's Brad Guzan's yeah. day. Right. If the All gopher right. comes out. <laughs> All right. The so ground dog. Defenders, we yeah. have, you know him, you love him, Scarab Magic Extraordinaire dark of the Dark Arts. He's a Scarab Magic Extraordinaire of the Dark Arts, Demarcus Beasley. I'm surprised he's not playing for the U-20s. <laughs> he's, he's ageless. <laughs> Truly Doesn't ageless. that make him eligible if he actually the has mommy. no birthday and is not mortal? <laughs> Does that qualify you as a 20? Yeah, that's huh. right. He's, He's neither he under nor zero over. and infinite age. Excellent. We now have uh, Matt Beasler, John Brooks, the new most expensive man in the United States. Uh, expensive true, footballer, yes. I should say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Cameron, yeah. yeah, for 30 minutes. Jeff Cameron, uh, Timmy Chandler, Omar Gonzalez, Matt Hedges, 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 Tim Ream, Jorge Villafaña, sorry about that accent, my apologies, DeAndre Yedlin, DeAndre Yedlin, DeAndre Yedlin's back, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, let's move up to the midfield, folks. Kellen Acosta, Ty's Pookie baby, the baby mm. Pookie. Uh, Paul Ariola, Alejandro Bedoya. Huge fan. Love him. Michael Bradley, Fabian Johnson is back with us, listed in the midfield. Dax McCarty, uh, the, 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 the old ginger in the group these days, because there's a new young ginger coming up. Darlington Indeed. Nagby, uh, Christian Pulisic, Pooley baby. Forwards, uh, line them up. Let's have Joe's, Josemar Altador, Clint Dempsey the Deuce, Jordan Morris, and Bobby Ood. The Trace. <laughs> and what? Jordan Morris should be the Trace. <laughs> the Trace. <laughs> it's settled. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. Let's try to push that. I'm out here yeah. in Seattle. I could give it a shot. Yeah. So, so as we always do, Ty, uh, now, that, now that the people and myself have heard all these names... What are your first impressions on this roster? What are your what are your overall uh, gut instincts on what we're seeing here, and uh, and then we can kind of break it down bit by bit. Yeah, so it's pretty much the standard uh, roster um, that you would expect. I think there's a couple like fringe fringe guys who we might have hoped to see who are not, but uh, you know the core of the team is here. 
But what it ma mainly makes me think of is just recalling those uh, qualifiers that we played in, in March and remembering how threadbare the squad was because you look at this roster and you see, you know, five or six potential starters who weren't included um, through injury. Uh, and you see... And, and through uh, European play, right? Is that... Yeah. No, uh, no it was a break. So no. I think okay. it was just injuries. There was one game that Jones was suspended. Um, and there's uh, no Jones on this uh, Yeah, roster. so no Jones. Big name for a lot of, a lot of Americans. Why yeah. no Jones? Uh, I think he has an injury, but I think it's also like... It's, it's like it's, being it's nearby time, right? to injury. Being nearby yeah, near, to injury right. is enough. Perpetually injured in the same way that uh, Beasley well, is perpetually a youth healthy. Woman. I mean, what the healthy, fuck? Yeah. The dude is he, just—he has the body so of spry. a teenager. He's live. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I think I—I I wonder if I wonder if he's like vegan or like what? What is the dude? What oh, is yeah, the Marcus Beasley Nash doing? Shit. Yeah, yeah, some did, Steve Nash shit, like nuts only, you know? Nuts only? What is yeah, he, did you what hear? Is, <laughs> Steve Nash used to, like, bring, like, bag lunch. Like, every meal actually just <laughs> yes, bag I meals for everything so he didn't have to eat, like, the team meals. Yeah, you don't want to eat He got a solid, meals. like, five years you of don't career. Wanna, yeah, you don't want to eat those team meals. That's just the that's just the nutritionist they just hired out of school, you know? Yeah, exactly. She's doing exactly. her best. I just like but, imagining him, like, at the club breaking out, like, a trail mix. Like <laughs> totally. I'll, have, I'll have a water, please. Uh, club yeah. soda, mix it up. Club soda with lemon. <laughs> Any food? No, I'm good. No, I'm good. Jones, Jones is eating a burger. Jermaine Jones is eating a burger. Well, Jones might be on that tip willpower. too. I don't know. No, no, no. no. I, I actually do think. I, I, I think recently. it was. I did hear yeah. that about yeah. Jones. I do think Jones is incredibly health conscious. I don't think you can do what he's done without being incredibly health Indeed. conscious. Yeah, so that's exactly. totally just the man a joke. doesn't even look at burgers. Total joke about his about his general uh, demeanor and more in reference to I guess just him being so aggressive and aggro all the time i just feel like he would chomp down on a super burger but well maybe so, that's so, why he's so aggressive and aggro you've you've, you've done the vegan lifestyle <laughs> <laughs> wait are we back now um so so no jones maybe injury maybe not but uh we have a very a very exciting name coming up kellen acosta to kind of fill that yeah, gap exactly. so so yeah. for the people out there who don't know kellen acosta who maybe haven't been following this team so closely mm -hmm. but they know jones from the world cup uh, who's Kellen Acosta, and what's he going to do for us? He's a 15-year younger version of Jermaine Jones. That's right. <laughs> he's That's a, true. <laughs> a hard, hard-charging, all-round midfielder. But it, what what he's been doing lately that Jones has never done uh, is add goals. And so he he was playing as a more deep-lying like number six for um, for Dallas when he was coming up, and he uh, uh, kind of cemented a role as a, a starter in that kind of uh, position last year and this year they've had him attacking a little bit more he's been very threatening he scored a bunch of times um and just looked like the complete package he's he's a box-to-box kind of kind of midfielder with a lot of tools with with uh great leadership uh potential he was the, the captain of the last u20 team they played him at left back because uh, they had no other options and he did a, a a solid job he did get sent off in one match so you know youthful indiscretions aside um, but he's he has cemented himself. I think he's played like he's probably played over fifty games for Dallas, maybe even up, like approaching hundred. And and for people and who aren't his, really following yeah. the MLS very closely, Dallas is a is a really good MLS team. Yeah, they're it, the best team. They're, they're well, they. They're, I mean, they're the best team. Yeah, yeah. Because the they because they come in first, but paper. they don't win cups. They haven't been winning cups and tournaments. They've, yeah, they've won the Sporter Shield, but they haven't. Yeah, the, the the playoffs are just a lottery. So yeah. to me, like on on the balance, it would be between them and the Red Bulls, and the Red Bulls are transitioning a little bit and not looking quite as good. So um, yeah, Dallas is I I think is the best team. Yeah, um, and they and have he's, he's a total leader on that team, which is great. Yeah, it's awesome. It came and didn't he come up through their youth ranks? Yeah, exactly. So their so, their um, uh, their kind of focus on youth has produced a number of uh, of really solid players, including national team caliber uh, players. And Acosta is probably the like jewel of the academy. There's a, a couple uh, other players who've who've gone on to become internationals as well. Um, but that's that's their emphasis. And what, one interesting thing with Dallas, the side note, um, the salary. Uh, breakdown came out for MLS, which they do every year. 
Um, it's part of the union regulations, I guess. They have to publish everyone's salaries. And Dallas is the only team that does not have a player who makes more than a million dollars. Wow. So they, they, have some, they have created a cohesive, kind of like tight-knit family. Uh, it seems like deliberately by making sure that people, you know, the, the mid-level guys are making more and they don't have as many of those uh, DP-style, like, um, flashy players. And so that, that, that's a cool, like, side note, U.S. soccer side note. They're, they're yeah, building, so they're going to probably end up having one of the most renowned academies. Um, yeah, which, they've, which they've, cool they've made a commitment to it. And guys, long term, looking at what it, what it means to be a fan of the U.S. MNT, youth development <clears throat> is crucial. It's key. And it's something that uh, has only, only now are we seeing products of MLS youth development as opposed to yeah. like national youth development or other youth development programs. So somebody like Kellen Acosta, even Jordan Morris a little bit is part of that, and DeAndre Yedlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is right. we're now seeing the team, our U.S. national team, influenced by people that were brought up by our domestic league, our MLS teams, um, and I think that's not only cool, just in theory, like just nice, but I also think uh, more effective long term, and it's and it yeah. and it and it points towards us developing a robust soccer culture here in America, which is really where really where success is at, and really what this is all about is is building this culture over the generations. So seeing Kellen Acosta is awesome. Uh, I, I can't, I can't get uh, Jones. Love you. Thank you for your service. Can't get you out the door fast enough. Um, yeah, l- let's move on. Let's Good move night, on. Sweet Prince. Good night, sweet let's Prince. Move on. Dax McCarty. I will, uh, I think is a, is, is cool, but that's just because that's a totally, totally emotional choice because I think Dax is a cool guy and like, I want him around. Yeah. But he's I, not a World Cup winner. He's not. A, he's not a World Cup winner, and so uh, Dax, same to you, unfortunately. Uh, however, Ty, what do you think Dax can uh, bring to the table here? Um, you know, he's he's one of the name, one of the older names uh, in the midfield. Uh, there yeah, is no I mean, Jones. He's yeah, also a box to box player. Right, right. I don't see him surpassing someone like like a Bedoya for for that kind of role. Yeah. Uh, so I'd see him as a as a locker room guy, as a as a leader going into these qualifying matches, and then if there is an injury, I mean, I think he's probably the the fifth or sixth midfielder, right? So that means if there is an injury, um, he would be one of the guys uh, able to step in, and he's he's a versatile player and can can fulfill a number of roles in the midfield. Um, so I think he's he's useful to have. But the the main thing, like you said, Dax is a cool dude. Uh, people like him. He's People such like a playing cool dude. with him and around him. Um, he's a, he's a complete like, um, class clown kind of guy. Yeah. And you need a couple of those, you need a couple yeah. of those guys in camp. I yeah. think that's maybe for something every, that was for, missing from the Klinsman era was a little bit of uh, levity. A little in, bit of levity. Yeah. Truth, yeah. truth. For every, uh, stone faced two dimensional personality, Jeff Cameron, Ro- robot, you, you need Jeff it. Cameron, you need it. You, yeah. You need a totally silly and awesome ginger like Dax McCarty. So, uh, guys, before we go too much further, uh, we're so glad you joined us. We love having you. Uh, we love doing this show. We recently had our 50th app. Am I right, Ty? 50 apps. We did it. We forgot. We forgot. To, and it, In fitting with the WTP lifestyle. <laughs> we we forgot totally to forgot. <laughs> so 50, we did it. We made it. Uh, you guys are have been a part of that. Thank you so much. Um, if you would like to... Uh, to take this relationship a step further, find us on Twitter uh, at WTP Pod. Swipe right. Find us there. <laughs> Swipe right. Wait, which one is it? WTP Pod. Swipe on us. Do that. Do that. And then the other thing, guys, to help us out is rate and review us on iTunes. We're looking for five star reviews. We're going to read your reviews. Haven't found somebody to read them out yet. Still working on that. But, you know, a number of leads on that. Yeah, Jurgen used to do it. And now there's. That's right. We used to have Jurgen Klinsman read the reviews, folks. So we're working on. We're coming around to some new kind of arrangement with that. Rate and review us online. That's incredibly helpful for us moving forward. And, of course. You other a little bit of more housekeeping, a little bit of more. 
June 3rd is the game. It's gonna be USA versus Venezuela. That's what this is all about, right? We got this Rasta out. We're, we're here to talk about the Rasta, but the only thing that really matters at the end of the day is these dang games, okay? So June 3rd is the game. Uh, it's to, it's right. uh, tomorrow, depending on wh where, where and when you are right now. Uh, it's gonna be USA versus Venezuela. Could it's, be yesterday. It's could be yesterday. It's a it's a it's a friendly, guys. So Fox Sports One. Time ten, doth roll. Time doth roll. Fox Sports Time One. Time is a vacuum. Ten Eastern. Uh, however, here's the catch, and here's what I kind of want to jump into a little bit more now, having having uh, spoken a little bit about the roster. There's another game tomorrow, isn't there? Tie. There is indeed. So and we, what's going so, on so with let's, this side let's go plot? With, we're going to go with the side plot. Like a good uh, flashback or flash forward, we're going to go in there and then we'll come back here and we'll talk about the senior team and what to expect. But Epic. It's, a, the, it's like a fucking herald. The, the incredible oddity of this situation is that in the under-20 World Cup, the U.S. has made it to the last eight. Great. Uh, same as last time. Great. Got a chance to go further. Team looks great. Um, we happen to be playing Venezuela. <laughs> and it's at 2 a.m. on the night after we play the senior team. So 2 a.m. So the morning. So we play the senior so team at, it's 10 p.m. Eastern, <laughs> play the senior team. 2 a.m. Eastern, we play the under-20s in the World Cup. I can't think of any situation where this has happened before. It's Guys, if you, yeah, if you have an oddity. example of any national team at any level, in any place, any two teams having this scenario, where in two separate unrelated competitions or for two separate unrelated reasons they're playing each other at youth level and senior level on the same day by coincidence we played colombia for the olympic me? qualifier like that was i don't know maybe that was the same day or something so i mean funny I, it must have happened but anyway it this is crazy it makes and for cool great watching and, and fun remember yeah, when it's great watching it makes for great and watching we're gonna see how much worse we are than venezuela <laughs> that's right that's right unfortunately uh, so, uh, basically, I, I've gotten to watch only the highlights of their games, but they've been taking the Under-20 World Cup by storm. They're by far the, the, the uh, like shooting stars of the tournament. They beat Germany, they beat Mexico, uh, they had one minnow in their group, Vanuatu, and they crushed Vanuatu, uh, who Mexico only managed to squeak a 3-2 win against. Um, and then they went into the uh, next round and beat Japan in the last round, which is pretty tough, pretty close to Japan. Uh, hey, uh, a shout out to the professor. Not home field, but shout like, out yeah, to the professor. Adjacent always, field always advantage. taught us. Uh, always, always let us know that the Japanese, that that uh, in Japanese culture, the youth is highly valued, and, and they always seem to do really well in youth sports. So, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, what up, professor? And, and they have uh, they have some some pretty good um, talent on that team, and and Venezuela uh, did a really good job. They have this, I would say, like quartet of uh, of attacking. Uh, skilled attacking players who remind you of some of the newer wave Venezuelan players who are coming up with the senior and we're, team. Yeah, we're They're speaking kind of, of the under 20. So how does that translate yeah, so, then into the Venezuelan senior team? And then let's do the same for the U.S. To the, to, from, from junior to senior. Sure. So the relationship I see, um, Venezuela is a historically crappy uh, soccer team. They, they're a, a country that didn't really care about soccer until 20 years ago. Hey, just like us. Um, they're mainly a baseball uh, country, and so they, they've had you know spurts of success um, just by virtue of being South American, uh, but they're, they're the historical like whipping boys of, uh, of, of Conma Ball, and it's only recently that they've started to have a little bit more success. Um, there's been a little bit more investment in it. I think they hosted one of the Youth World Cups, and that was something that kind of uh, Galv or uh, catalyzed. Yeah, yeah. Their, gets, their get, it gets people going. Growth. Yeah, exactly. So they have a, a little bit more attention on the soccer side of things now, and that's totally shining through when you look at this um, this youth team. I mean, those are big names that they knocked off, especially Mexico, a, a team that usually um, overperforms at at this level and is, has made the last eight along with us. So. Um, yeah, they're no joke. No, no one has scored against them so far. They, oh, they Lord. have an 11-0 goal a, difference that's, and they've won four games. I always think in tournaments the, the that defensive statistic is the most indicative of a champion. You know, like teams, wow, yeah. teams get hot and stuff, but like, and the first time I, I cued this together was that World Cup where Italy won and like could not be uh -huh, scored yeah. on the whole time. 
Yeah, you know? exactly. I was a young and We were the only team that got anything but Germ- against but, them. Yeah. But Germany yeah. was the same way. They were like very difficult to score on. Um, yeah, whereas sure. if you if you remember at the most recent World Cup, the Netherlands were like banging goals away at the at the beginning and seemed like unbeatable. And I myself got this feeling that they were just hot and they were getting scored on, and 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 that ended up being what it was. So the championship teams were kind of, to be honest, the U.S. under twenties are kind of the Netherlands in this scenario. Uh, and Venezuela yes, is kind of are, like yeah, that's, cruising that's a towards analogy. a victory. So, so yeah, what has so before we go too much farther? Yeah. How has the U.S. under twenties performed? What have they done? What's going on with these guys? Tell the people as uh, you know, just in case some, some pretty much some of us are out here trying to live lives, Ty, and Reporting we don't have time. From Korea. We don't have time to watch children play soccer for pleasure. Okay. At at uh, four a.m. in the morning. At four a.m. in the morning. Um, so, so what's this team been doing? Are they winning? What's up? This team is doing pretty well, I would say. Uh, so their group was Ecuador, Senegal, and Saudi Arabia. So all three kind of tricky matches. Um, the Ecuador game, they went down two nothing within fifteen minutes. Uh, Mister Josh Sargent, who we talked about um, in our in our bonus preview episode. Uh, the youngest player on the team. He turned 17 recently, so he's a 17-year-old at the 20s. Um, he scored a brace to to get us back even. He started the game, scored a brace. So um, awesome. Then uh, uh, Jurgen's kid so gave shitty. up a horrific goal. Uh, oh, it was a, a back pass that he completely um, oh, God. miscontrolled, and I mean, then he tried to like poke the ball out of danger like, and just there was it not, to a... Usually... You know, you can at least say something like, oh, that wasn't a very good touch. Or, you know, he just, he, his first touch let him down. But the kid, yeah, the ball the was kid fine. had so was, many, yeah. he, it was like three and a half bad touches in, in, yeah, in yeah, a exactly. situation in one, where you should be having one, one bad touch at most. And then slam it out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 he done fucked up. So, so Jonathan Klinsman, uh, Howler. And then yeah, um, yeah, finally, yeah. Luca Della Torre got the equalizer in the in the in, in stoppage time. Luca Della Torre, um, to, to I get think. Us a point. I don't know. I don't know if it's if this makes sense to say because I don't know if these players are rated, but I think Luca Della Torre is underrated as hell, man. The dude is okay, an engine. He's Rafael Guerrero out there, bro. Ooh, I think I, he's the okay. man. I I, right. I don't like him as much, but Ooh, uh, but I, right. I, I I get your point. All so right. so that, keep that going. Though. Game what was. It, that game was indicative of a lot of things about the team that that we have explosive attacking potential, but some some uh, discipline was lacking. Uh, Carter Vickers was hurt for that game, um, and so they had uh, this guy Tommy Redding, who's an MLS starter. I was expecting a little bit more organization with him and Palmer Brown, but um, the combination didn't really work. Um, and so you saw you saw a little bit of that. Uh, uh, under 20 uh, volatility that you get with some of these tournaments. Right, But then right, the, right. the U.S. settled into some rhythm. Uh, CCV came back into the team. Um, it's and worth... they beat Senegal 1-0 from a Josh Sargent goal. Um, so this kid, then... Josh Sargent, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. is, is at this point in time one of the top scorers in the tournament. Yep. Right? He's... Yep. He is... Sorry, I, you know what? I, I, I should let you finish because you're telling the no, story that's cool. really well. So... They had this uh, this this kind of gritty, defensive-minded performance against uh, Senegal. Senegal had a couple of good chances, but nothing uh, incredible. Um, and uh, the U.S. defense held up really well. Sargent's goal was just superb, a turn-in shot from the, the top of the area. Um, and then they went into the last game with Saudi Arabia, and they came out with a draw, 1-1 draw, uh, but they lost a bunch of players to suspension, uh, including CCV. So they had so to... So frustrating. Um, yeah, so, but they, they got lucky with the second, the uh, round of 16 draw, and they got New Zealand, who are a relatively easy uh, opponent, and they won 6 nothing. They got the suspensions out of the way, no new suspensions as far as I can tell. So that was um, Thursday, and they, uh, they play again Sunday. So it's this quick turnaround. And they whomped and in on some New ways Zealand, it ended didn't up being, they? What's that? They whomped all over New Zealand, didn't they? they yeah, they beat them 6 nothing and Crazy um, talk. Yep, it was it was it was tight, but at around the 60th minute, as often happens with the um, uh, U.S. Uh, youth teams, our inherent American fitness 
uh, <laughs> seems, to, seems to take well, over. Well, this is also, um, it's also very youthy to ha- this, this in a senior level is probably like a two nil or three nil, but it, it was like the goals were showering right. in because of emotional, right, right. like, you know, yes, they, exactly, they, like these exactly. poor kids, you know, the, the, so exactly that the score line don't, is yeah, don't read too much a very under nothing. 20 score line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the I mean, what you can read into it is that our, the team is is firing. You know, they they yeah, they're did playing really well. They limited chances really well. Um, and the they got they got a little bit lucky, actually, in that the players who got suspended were suspended in the third game and missed the New Zealand game rather than potentially getting suspended in the New Zealand game and missing the Venezuela game. This so it true. should be pretty much the first choice um, uh, 11 for the Venezuela game. Uh, but as I, as I mentioned, Venezuela has been red hot. Um, uh, Josh Sargent got a, 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 a... He was credited with a goal in the New Zealand game where <laughs> it just took a deflection off his knee and went in. I think um, this is a good... It's a, it's a wise choice. Give, get, you know yeah. what I mean? This is a story. Yeah. But so who deserved that goal? Who deserved that goal? And, and on our tied channel. with one of the Venezuelan players. It was uh, Justin Glad. Justin the, Glad, folks, deserved that there's goal. A, I, I, it was savable, if not for the deflection. So Sargent ah. did score the goal. So, ah, um, But anyway, ah. he has four. One of the Venezuelan players has four as well. Uh, so the, he's in contention to be um, Golden Ball, one of those, top scorer, um, if the U.S. can keep this run going. And, and that would be a, a pretty huge feather in the cap for someone who is currently not attached to any club team and uh, has a lot of interest from, from Germany. So um, it would be pretty pretty uh, uh, helpful for him to have that. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I have been – I took this year to follow the Bundesliga for the first time, right? I followed from yep. game one to the final game. It's been a joy and a pleasure. and, and Bundesliga uh, total. Loved it, loved it, absolutely loved it. Of course, I came in with an eye on her to Berlin and Dortmund uh, and uh, Gladbach, you know, these teams yep, that already yep, had yep. Americans that I had heard of. So near the end of the season, I started thinking to myself, you know, I really, like, what, what, what do I like? What is Clayton like, you know? Who hmm. is Clayton? What's so, your flavor? So I started thinking about the teams who didn't have any prominent Americans and tried to choose my fave, right? So I looked at I looked at Schalke because I've heard of all these youth players coming up through Schalke and I thought that would be a fun thing to to pay attention to and do I like their style and I and I had not I, I they they didn't pull me at all but you know as soon as they have Americans I'll be fascinated uh, but um, my, the conclusion I came to was uh, Verde Bremen I was like I you know Max Cruz is really cool and like this team is really cool and I like the way they play Abbey. so so that this is my this is my favorite team without an American and then within days I hear that they have interest in Josh Sargent so how sick would that be for me well Verde and Verde Bremen already have Aaron Johansson not that you would notice oh yeah I forgot <laughs> about that guy yeah. sorry listen Aaron I, I'm sorry Sorry, I'm Aaron. sorry. I did say featuring prominently. Didn't though. see you on the bench I said there, buddy. Featuring prominently. Yeah, featuring prominently. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, poor Aaron Johansson. But yeah, yeah that uh, guy, Josh Sargent. Oof. I mean, he he looks super ready. I I, I don't know. You you hesitate. Um, nor, normally, I would think uh, someone like Sargent is way way far from a from a senior uh, Bundesliga team. Uh, but the the Pulisic effect has us all hype on on all these. these I young think kids. yeah. I think the Pulisic effect helps. I also think it's like there's a swing at these years at these young sure. young young years. Like it can <clears throat> swing so many ways. Um, right, right. But you look at like uh, if he so ends up being say, one of the yeah. best players in the under twenty World Cup. I mean that's that's a trajectory that a lot of um, South American players undergo is that they're the best at the under 20 level and they get signed and they do get minutes and they do get time yeah for senior for senior teams it's, i mean it, it 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 flames out as often as it works of course yeah but, but it, it really does happen so i mean it it's it's going to be an interesting summer one way or the other because the what the kid has shown already um in this tournament is incredibly impressive and then you add on to that that he did absolutely dominate the under 17 level i think he scored like 19 goals in the last year uh, for the under 17s. Yeah. Um, he's, he's the real deal. He's ready to rock. So, so uh, excited to see him find a, find a home. So as we are, uh, Oh shoot. I lost that thought. Yeah. Excited to see jazz Sargent find a home. Um, I think it seems to me that the reality is for while watching these under twenties, 
there's there's a long road between the under 20s and the senior national team for most Huge. players. However, Huge, yeah. I think for somebody like Josh Sargent or Brooks Lennon, um, the road is shorter because of their style of play and the fact that they could they they're more on the ball players than off. I think for Eric Palmer mm. Brown and uh, CCV, huh, it's unfortunate. They're more. These are players that are going to. Uh, become the starters one day and then never stop starting. Whereas, like, a Brooks Lennon can get a cap, oh, come I in see. for a game, yeah. have an impact, right. learn some stuff, and then be gone. So, well, so it's, a, it's a substitute thing also because you can throw Brooks Lennon on for 15 minutes at the end of a friendly, and it's, it's harder to, to get a good sense of a defender in that period. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I think as much as I want to see Eric Palmer Brown and Cameron Carter Vickers as our, as our, uh, starting center back pairing uh, for the next twenty five years, it's probably going to take quite a while before we center actually... backs are a fine wine, yeah. aren't they? It's going to take yes. quite a while before we actually get to watch those guys play together at a senior level, um, if at all. You never know. You have no idea what happens in life. And uh, but I think for 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 Josh Sargent and Brooks Lennon in particular, it, it really won't be that long. Like we we saw maybe. I'd say before we go to Russia, we'll see those guys get a cap, I think. It'll... Uh, it's possible. I'm, I'm a little lower on Lennon than most people are. Um, I just think he makes too many mistakes. But he, he has a lot of very interesting skill sets. And, and the one that's been the most apparent in this tournament, and actually a standout attribute of the whole team, uh, is that he works his ass off on defense, which is such a pain in the butt for, for teams... Um, trying to build out of the back and trying to play good soccer, he just like he's he like a wall he on the it. on the right hand side of the U.S. defense, and and um, uh, consequently he allows the right back to uh, to breathe a little bit and get involved in the attack because they know that he has that skill of like finding the finding those loose balls and putting pressure on players and stuff. So um, I think that's 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 the kind of thing where at this level. If you see them willing to do that, even though he's one of the stars, you know, attacking stars of the team, uh, that's a that's a pretty impressive attribute. It um, it really is, and it points Le- only. It's you know, LeBronish. It's LeBronish. Like, like they always say, LeBron. LeBron's really the defender of the year every year. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just that you can't. You, you know, it's, you can't it's, give him that too. Can't give so, him everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is, and it, and it points to an internal uh, drive to to kind of chomp up uh, opposing plays. Um, that you can't teach. You really can't teach that. And it's easy to, it's especially easy to unteach it by accident when you give a kid glory and fame. That's uh, right. And, so, and if I was Brooks Lennon and I was seeing um, Polisic being praised by his coach at Dortmund for doing that, I mean, that's, that's uh, a pretty clear signal that it's a way that you can stand out as a, as a winger, right? Is, is putting in that work rate. Coaches love that. So I think he's, he seems like uh, he has a good head on his shoulders. I think, yeah, as I said, too many mistakes, but mistakes are something you can iron out in practice, and that mentality is harder to teach. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would I would be uh, surprised if he was a significant contributor for the national team um, in the next five years, but uh, I, I'd take it. He he looks like a pretty exciting. I don't think uh, they'll. Prospect. I don't think either of them will be significant contributors. Maybe in five years. I think Sargent has a shot. I think yeah. Because Sergeant Sergeant does things that that no one in the current pool can do consistently. He does he he scores things that he scores goals that Bobby Wood scores sometimes and Josie right. scores sometimes. Right. But he does he executes at a much more consistent level. Um, obviously, not getting the same pressure of senior uh, defenders on his finishes, but nonetheless, um, just the 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 sort of eye test as we've discussed it. Like he he's getting those nineteen goals like enough of those goals are really difficult and impressive and uh, would be, let's see, goals at any level, shall we say? Right, um, right. That, that I'm willing to put more, more faith in them than, than someone like Haji Wright, for instance, who I don't, I'm not as high on. Interesting. Very interesting. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here, folks. I got a question. Uh, which DeAndre Yedlin are we going to see? <laughs> well, uh, and that what leads color me to will an interesting little be? story. Uh, what color will his hair be? Mm, some uh, go to Photoshop, put on a blindfold, <laughs> click paint can. Uh, so do you, <laughs> there is a player, the the standout player on the Venezuela 
team. I guess we can the the U twenties. It's at two in the morning, Sunday morning, or nine not uh, or eleven p.m. Saturday night. Fox if you're Sports on the Two. Fox Sports Two. So you get to watch the seniors, um, then you stay up, uh, yeah. and you get to watch the under twenties, see the future right, of the team. Oh, and if we get to the last four of the Under-20 World Cup, that's, that's, that's historic big, shit. That's big. That's yeah, really, that's really big. big. And, and if we defeat Venezuela, I mean, we're talking about just the sky's the limit. Like, we may as, we may as well have fun and, and, go, and consider this a, a run, you know? Yeah, precisely. Uh, then we're on a run. Then we're so on far, a run. we've had par, par with last time, you know? Yeah. Then, uh, that, that next step is, is critical, so... Good luck to the boys. Good luck, um, boys. Good luck. The senior team, uh, the the standout player on the Venezuela roster is Solomon Rondon, who's the uh, big striker for West Brom in the Premiership. And the rest of the squad is mainly younger domestic players. They're they're trying to. It's kind of like a January camp situation for them, trying to get um, blood blood some younger guys, and right. they're giving most of the European based players a little bit more time off. Um, but uh, one very interesting quirk is that in a, in a match between Sunderland and West Brom, I think it was last year, uh, Solomon Rondon caught DeAndre Yedlin, a leaping DeAndre Yedlin who was about to fall on his oh my head God. and break his neck. And he caught him in midair, spun him around, and placed him on his feet. Oh, I forgot like, about like this, a, Like dude. a small child. Why didn't, why didn't like Rondon get a peep last year for that? He didn't even get a peep uh, nomina- oh nomination, bro. He didn't even, we might have to retroactively we might have to retro- I mean, save there's of the no year. rules. There's save no of the rules. Year. Save of the we would, year. We would have lost DeAndre Yedlin forever to spinal injury. Oh. So, so <laughs> DeAndre Yedlin, if he up, starts, expect hugs. It's so funny. Expect it's, big hugs. Yeah, you know? big hugs. Dude. They're clearly close. Thank you for and, my and career. And you can check our Twitter at WTP Pod. You can see the video. Yeah, check it out at WTP Pod. Find us there. Rate and review us. Uh, if you're having fun, if you're laughing along, if you're learning about the U.S. men's national team, rate and review us uh, because yeah. it's helpful for us. Five stars, please. Thank you. Five stars, please. Uh, so, five um, star, please. What to expect from the Venezuela side will be a, a lot of experimentation, a lot of young players. But you, uh, whenever you see young players, you also see hungry players. You know, you see yes. guys who are eager to impress. It's not a lot of people who feel like they have a starter, you know, starting slot locked down. Right. Um, and so that, that means you're going to see a lot of uh, hard tackles and a lot of uh, tricks being attempted and things like that. Um, and from the U.S. side, I expect a little bit more of a, uh, a scr- scrimmage-like, uh, you know, first team, first team 11, um, maybe with a couple of experiments here and there uh, or, or if players are coming back from injury. But it's, it's a chemistry-building exercise. It's not a personnel test. And as we've mentioned on this show before, we're escalating from this friendly to a, another game at a high altitude, right? So this is all part of the U.S. plan to get to that next qualifier. At the, That's or right. To, no, it's to get... It's the next one. It's Trinidad and then the Azteca, right? That's what this and is always Mexico, building? Yeah. Is that the idea That's with the right. altitude? That's right. Oh, oh, I just put those dots together. Wow, yeah, you're right. I guess they're because they're, they're playing the qualifier. This one is in, um, is this one in Rio Tinto? I can't remember. Uh, I saw Rio they're, Tinto they're, somewhere. I don't know. I they're don't know, in uh, in mountainous You know zones. what, guys? If you tuned in to learn shit about the USMNT, fuck you. Do your own research. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, exactly. Google it. Google it, bro. I, it, I don't it know where the stadium's at. It would be a lot more effective at. than listening to us, unfortunately. <laughs> it would be, yeah, much more effective, <laughs> much you guys. less hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But, right. yeah, uh... Appreciate your ear balls. <laughs> five um, stars, please. <laughs> five stars for the ear balls. Uh, so, we appreciate your um, balls. So yeah, this is the, this will be a really good chance to see our actual first eleven for the first time under Bruce Arena. See what he thinks that first eleven is. That's right, guys, because um, we didn't get to see any of the players playing in Europe in the last camp with Bruce Arena. So this is a really big deal. Um, in the first camp, yeah, the, the, the practice, the the January camp, we didn't get any Euros, and then the World Cup qualifier. A ton of players were hurt. So oh, that's what um, it was. Yeah. Thanks. So we're, we're finally going to actually see. We're actually going to get to see Bruce it, wants. dude. We're going to yes. get to see it. We're going to see. We're going to. We're going to get to see. Uh, has DeAndre Edlin outgrown his old ways? Has he learned by being in? Will this, he will... carry Solomon Rondon? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think we're going to see Brooks Cameron finally again. We're going to get yep, to watch our, our favorite uh, pairing. Um, no reason to think it's not going to be Jorge Villafania on the other side, especially with uh, Fabian Johnson being listed as a midfielder. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to – the midfield maybe 
moving uh, forward from there, maybe there's more questions about who and what we might see. But overall, the trend is this, folks. We're we're at we're coming in at it's at more or less full strength USA, right? Full strength it. USMNT. It's exciting stuff. We've got our we've Boost got meat. our we've got our new we've got our new old coach, our old new coach, our thrift store coach. Ready to uh, thrift store coach, yeah. thrift store coach, ready Bargain to get us through bin. these hard Dog. times. Um, he's 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 that the, old faithful sweater that you can't throw away, you know. It's like, what's what's the what's it like a high end? What's a word for like a high end thrift store? Like, you, it's like designer shit, you know. It's still expensive, but it's still it has been used though. Like like Flight Club. <laughs> where you get all the sneakers yeah. in, the, in the plastic that's it yeah it's like collector sneakers worn once collector that's, sneakers. that's uh, fucking never crease that's Bruce bro that's Bruce so that's where we got Bruce from uh, who do you like think one. we're going to see in the midfield, Ty? Realistically, really, really, no Jones, right? It's got to be Bradley Acosta, doesn't it? In the middle? Oh man, that, that would be delightful It'll, so it'll, it'll it be Bradley someone. Be? It'll be Bradley someone. It doesn't someone. have to be. Well, it depends. I think it depends whether Bruce wants three up top or or two. Okay. Um, and and whether one of those, or or if he goes with like the Polisic as number ten thing or the Polisic on the wing thing. I think the number ten uh, role was more successful. Than I agree. We saw him last. I agree. Um, and I think that he, after having a year at Dortmund, uh, has enough experience that he can be more versatile for the U.S. Like I. When yeah. he was first coming up, I said, just make him do the same exact thing. Uh, but on the basis of this evidence and the time that has passed and the time we've seen him for Dortmund, I think he is capable of, of leading an attack as a 10. So Sure, and he if proved, you, if you, he's proved with Dortmund that he's also capable of being given a new role and executing it. So he's, indeed, he's, indeed. he's he can yeah. do it. He, he, he gets yeah, the idea. Yeah. He's coachable. He can do it. He's also uh, far and away uh, superior to the players around him. Uh, right now Mm. so so you know number 10 is a great place to get our best player involved you know right right yeah Yeah, so so for me i would love to see uh johnson on the left and then uh either nagby or i guess bedoya on the right sure with polisic in the middle and then bradley and acosta as a double pivot with one striker with one striker bobby wood delicious so then it's got to be bobby wood if you play a one striker it it would be dempsey it's going to be dempsey until dempsey literally actually Peels over. disintegrates into dust. I mean, Dempsey might be a vegan too. Who knows? Dempsey is, yeah, Dempsey's never going to die. He's going to float off over the horizon fishing peacefully. Yeah. Dropping, dropping Satan on the masses. That's right. And he's going to drop bars too at the same time. <laughs> dropping <laughs> hot fire. He's going to drop just, a few bars just on his way out. ridiculous tracks. Like... <laughs> Shit nobody's uh, ever heard. Um, oh, deuce. Can I give a side thought on, on Pulisic and, and Dortmund? Please. I think they should really try him at striker. I really do. Uh, I think that's not a bad his, idea. His, yeah. his ability to find space and his composure in finishing. like So you know the dribbling thing that Christian Pulisic does where it's like, it seems like there's not enough space for, the, for him to fit yes. through the hole. Yeah. But he like yeah, pokes right. the ball through the hole, and then he himself goes Somehow. through the hole. That's right. he would he can do that in front of goal, I think. Right. And I think right. the kid can put away like a lot of goals that way. Like he's, he, I I haven't seen him flub chances in front of the mm. net for the U.S. team or for his club team. And at the age that he's at, to not to to be like slotting away like. Those the finishes the few finishes that he has put away, which are many for an eighteen year old or nineteen year old right. wherever he's at. Um, I I really think he can be a very effective striker, especially considering that Dembele is just cruising over there. So, anyways, that's my side thought. I don't think we should consider him as a striker for us. I think a number ten is really where he should be because we have a lot of strength on the wings. Uh, we have Darlington Nagby coming up and Fabian Johnson returning. So. So we're really good there, and and Bedoya, as I've mentioned, has been has is not quite the speedy winger, but as our talent pool, as our as the talent around him gets better, Bedoya becomes an increasingly valuable player, um, right? Because right. he's so he's, smart, he's, he's cold such blooded. a good, he's cold blooded. He's as blooded. good as the team. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna rise and fall with the team. So, right. so so yeah, I think uh, would be crazy to put Pulisic at striker for us. Uh, Ten works for me, but I think I think Dortmund should try it out, man. See what happens. 
It's an interesting thought. I think because it doesn't um, make sense to say either Dortmund or Dem- either Dembele or Pulisic, whoever's playing better that week. Dembele is a better winger right now than Pulisic, and is going to continue to be a better winger. Um, yeah, that so, is true. You know, that is try true. Him out. I think um, it the general it it calls to mind the general principle of where where does an attacker have the most influence, and sure. I think what the the historical trend is somewhere on that line in the middle of the field between the nine and the 10, you know, you have that, that nine and a half slot that like vintage Wayne Rooney would occupy or, um, or, uh, Messi or, uh, or, you know, Maradona or whomever else. Uh, these, these gifted, su- supremely gifted attacking players where they can do the most damage. I think part of the reason is that it's so much easier for center backs to mark a nine you know that that you know that they're the furthest forward, and yeah. so uh, it's a much more straightforward exercise than trying to trying to track someone down who plays between the lines. So I think I I, I do agree. It's funny because it might actually be one of his best. It might be his best position. Say it is, but that doesn't necessarily mean you should play him there because what matters is the output for the team, not whether he's maximizing his own individual. Uh, I think that's true. I think that's true unless you're talking about your best player. There's a certain there's a certain level. Like you've got to form a team around your best three players. Like that's and and you know, so whatever they do, like if he if he was this dude who was like really um, linear or whatever and was just a winger and didn't really have anything else, then we fucking move the team around. You know, we start we figure it out. We make it work. He's not. So based on his characters characteristics, I, you know, I think we try him at ten. But but the question then remains, my friend, how do my you friend. have a USMNT eleven that doesn't include Altidore and Dempsey? How do you, what the uh, question really is? How do you bench Altidore or Dempsey? Can you really do that? Uh, Altidore, Josie Altidore is an average soccer player. I'm not in in yeah in oh. international competitive play. He is average. He is a exceptional MLS and Dutch era divisie player. He is an average international player. <laughs> Stated. Stated. So you just bench him. But he's I mean he's got the name. He's Josemer, dude. He's a big deal. Yeah, he's he's Josemer, a big deal around he's here. He's not a World Cup winner. He's a big know? deal around and here. Dem- Dempsey could have been Dempsey could have been the the backup striker for Germany last time around. Sure. So, so you know, for for me, it's a, uh, it's it's time to to let that ship pass by. I he's, think he's yeah. coming up a hundred caps, Josie. Dude, you, know? you are it, you are it's, it's like you're years ahead of the curve. I feel the same way. I agree with you. I think we're years ahead of the curve on this. Like, I think Josie is just so gonna too. be. Yeah, I think around. he's he's a locked in starter, easy. Just based on for the next uh, history. Just based on history, but he based on history. If you want to go that route, and and maybe it's just luck, or maybe it's bad preparation. But he has a hamstring injury every fucking tournament, you know. So, so for me, it's like he's he's the kind of player where to get the most out of him, you have to you have to tailor the team to what he does. But he's not, he and he's not can't good be enough. Counted on to be fit, and yeah. he's yeah, and he isn't good enough. It's not worth it. It's he's not, not good enough. It's not worth it to invent the mythical position of hold up play that we've talked about so many times. You want to have your best you know, your actual best striker in there instead of having to build the team around someone who's just okay. We hear... It's not that he's bad. It's, it's not just that, that he's the, bad. Team, nah. the team has and gotten better. And, and the he, team has and passed he was him by. an know? early developer, too, I think. He's not... Yeah. He's not. He's clearly not, like, blossoming into a late-blooming, like... Right, right. Know, but, the, yeah, the the apologists kind of fail to see that he, he has played over 40 matches in the Premier League and scored, I think, twice. So... He's, so what he's the clearly, fuck? Clearly, when this when the level is higher, when the defenses are better, he is not good. Yeah, it's pretty simple, guys. Uh, how I, we here, we the peeps, uh, told our uh, have gotten to a point where we really do rate Bobby Wood as the number one striker in our in our in our group in our talent pool. If uh, if everybody's healthy, did you say Josh Sargent? <laughs> <laughs> nope, I said <laughs> Bobby Wood. Call him up. I said Bobby Wood. Uh, Bobby Ugh. Wood, who we made so much fun of, so much fun of, merciless, merciless fun. fun. I mean, we just of him going super saiyan. We were just waiting. I mean, we thought we only had a couple games to make fun of this guy. Right. We right. really did. We before just before he before he receded back to the. 
And he is now the, the he's now graveyard of forgotten based on fishies. just pure skill, yeah. similar in a similar position to like Ethan Horvath right now, based on pure skill and form. Well, not really form either. He's not he's not scoring that many goals. Not but, form. But based on yeah. based on just today's skill, he has to be our best striker. Is he not? Is Dempsey still better than Bobby Ood? Dempsey is still definitely better than Bobby Wood. Yeah, the the Dempsey thing is another is another big question mark because we're thinking, okay, we gotta get through qualifying and we gotta get to this tournament. But once we get there, I mean, in, in a full summer, is Dempsey gonna be still able to play at the highest level? I mean, really, at at thirty three, thirty four, it's it, it, it's possible in theory, you know. But you think, well, uh, and I, I suppose it all goes out the window because we are in a precarious position. So it's who who's the best today? Dempsey is definitely the best today. That's all that matters. Um, yeah, that's all that matters. I wish that Wood had progressed a little bit more this year. He only scored five goals in the Bundesliga. He scored yeah. a bunch in the cup and things like that. But he, um, like, and and it's another eye test thing because Hamburg, like, typically when you watch a relegation struggler, they just don't generate chances. Like. You know, the, to be fair to Josie, the teams that Josie was on just weren't getting him the ball, um, and and Wood has had chances, not not as That's many as he thing. would have. Yeah, if there's he was this in a good free team. there's this free Bobby Wood thing, but I'm kind of like feeling like from what I've seen, he really did have a lot of opportunities to score this. Yeah, year. and and I remember one particular <laughs> occasion very poignantly where he had a ball that uh, it was like it was a shot that was going to go in that bounced off of him and. And did not go in because it bounced off of him. Oh my and it's god! Just like, yeah, he just doesn't have he doesn't have that uh, that deft reflex that the elite strikers have. Yeah. But it's and it's really weird because I feel like he has shown that at times. So maybe it's a comfort thing. Well, you know, he's, he's one such of those an emotional guy. He's an emotional guy, and Bobby Wood is one of those players that has every physical attribute you need. It's totally mental right. and emotional. His ceiling is mental and emotional. He's he's right, fast. Right. His touch is good. His, you know, his he, he he can strike the ball. He can, he you know what I mean. He he can do it. Yeah. He just it's like for me like like uh you know I'm terrible at beer pong until I get enough drinks in me that I that I, I stop paying attention to how I'm playing and then I crush you know because it's cause just my, like that my it's exactly like that my body can do it but uh, you know the more i think about it the worse i get and i think that's bobby wood man he just gets in his own way he gets all wrapped up in i his had own an head. i had an experience with uh baseball where i i uh was good at throwing the ball like reasonably accurately and quickly and then i tried to improve and i tried to like seek coaching to improve and they wanted to fix my motion which is really strange and trying to fix my strange motion made me so much worse and hurt my arm. Oh my gosh. That like, I needed to do things in the weird way that my physiology says, you know? Right. That there's, there might be something of that with Bobby where like the more coaching he gets, the more attention he gets, the more he like recedes and <laughs> it becomes harder for him to execute, you know? Right, right. That, that, yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think that sounds more like Jordan Morris to me with that, with that foot. But, uh, but, oh, yeah, yeah but, oh but God, Bobby yeah. Wood, I mean, yeah, it's just, Jordan, he, Jordan should just do him. He should just Jordan, do just everything do you, with son. his right foot. Just do he you, should eat son. dinner with the right foot. <laughs> it's working out, Jordan. And all we need you to do is be second best until Josh Sargent gets up here. Just kidding. Yeah. The, just what did we call kidding. him? The Trace? Jordan Morris Jordan is now Morris the Trace. Jordan Morris is the Trace. Uh, yeah, Jordan Morris, Jordan Morris and Bobby Wood, it's a good thing. That's one of the awesome effects of having a strong youth uh, team is you know Jordan Morris is hearing about all of this and he's saying you know what like yeah I was last year's hot shit what am I gonna do to prove myself now exactly exactly there's so much upward pressure right now which is amazing that it's another reason why I think you know that we can shut the door on the Josie era yes um, close it we, we have a pipeline you know close it it. it it feels it feels fuller than ever it does it could be just the fact that we you know idiots like me spend hours of my precious life um, tracking the exploits of teenage soccer players who will never hear of me or know of me <laughs> until until this show goes big. Yeah, and it's just it's it's the chief podcast, the official. If you not want Josh Sargent to hear of Tai Fujimura, rate and review us on iTunes, please. Thank you. Yeah. Thank that, you. Five stars, that's right. please. That's right. So uh, and say say Josh. Say Josh. Address your review to Josh. Josh. Yes. Josh. 
Hey, Josh. So uh, we're, we're, we got a friendly. We got a UN, you got a U20 World Cup uh, game. Oh, then spicy then we, got, we got qualifiers coming up, folks. We will be with you uh, before the qualifier, after these two games. We'll review what happened. We'll preview what's going to come after that, that, that. This has been uh, our 51st episode of all time. Um, I suppose we shouldn't celebrate. I suppose we should. We should. Uh, we should not celebrate the big 100. We should celebrate the big 101. Or 102. Maybe that can be our thing. Because this is our big. This is our big anniversary. So. Wait. Why? But we're, we're, we, whether it's 51 or 57 or. Episode two, we are very grateful for your support. Yeah, Thank man. You very much. This has been this. It's a it's a blast to do this show. It's a blast to to connect with you guys uh, online at WTP Pod, and uh, it's a blast to be a fan of this awesome team that's getting only more awesome every friggin' day. Do we have hopes and fears? Uh, yeah. Let's jump into a little hopes and fears. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go with a big fat fear. Why not? Mm. Let's do that. Hit me. My Holistic ACL. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even there. I'm not even. We can't my, even contemplate. My fear, sadness. my fear is that we see Brooks Cameron and it doesn't feel solid. It's like, wait Ooh. a sec. I've been waiting for this for so long. Like I just wanted yeah, Brooks like, Cameron back, and now I'm watching like you, it, you and you it's like a little Lego slippery set out there that you had uh, circled in your in your catalog. And it's not and that it, fun. All it was cracked up. To yeah, be, that's that's so that um, that's my that that's my big fear for this is that wow, I finally okay, get okay. that back and it sucks. Or like an underwhelming craft beer, you know, <laughs> where you're like, should have just gotten a Budweiser. That's right. Yeah. Um. So my hope is is has to be uh, Kellen Acosta related. Yeah, dude. Ty's and, pookie I, baby. I, my pookie baby. I mean, we his mom follows us on Twitter. Hey, awesome. Awesome. What's uh, up, Tamika? And uh, Kellen Acosta, to me, is one of the future cogs of the national team. I think he is a World Cup winner. I think he should go to Europe, uh, either in the middle of this season or after the season. Um, and I want him to have the kind of game, the statement game, that tells uh, the, the U.S. soccer public that we should be expecting him in those roles, like whatever yeah, he is what, not, how did Jurgen not, used to he, put it, you know, the the younger players have to like I don't know, <laughs> street to, fight the older yeah, players, they or to somehow they were clinging the to the field on all fours or something. <laughs> yeah, right. They had to like Greco-Roman wrestle the <laughs> the veterans off of the field, <laughs> like yeah. whatever weird analogy Jurgen used to use for this process. Uh, I want I want I want Kellen Acosta to do that to the specter of Jermaine Jones and make people just. Just start to see Jones as the old version of Acosta. So. That's right. He's played, he's got a couple caps, Kellen Acosta does, but he hasn't really, he hasn't had like a whomping tackle or a really nice through ball or something or a sweet goal, right? I, I don't think he's scored yet for the, for the U.S., for the Nats. He has not scored for the Nats, so, I don't believe. So he, you know, it, that would be great. So that's, so, so that's your hope. Like the Bobby, the, the equivalent is the Bobby Wood... Uh, uh, Germany, yeah, the goal and Netherlands Germany. performances, yeah. yeah. So, so where where you go, like, ah, okay, I see, I see what the coaches have been seeing, and in this case, I feel like it's almost more. We have to give the coaches license to give the keys to this kid, yeah. You know? And yeah. I, I, I think he's ready, and I think he actually is one of the two best central midfielders in the U.S. and and it's time. So let's do it. It's time. Let's do it. Folks, I really like local music you can go up to the people and talk to them about their lives and they want to talk to you about it because they're not famous yet uh i'm a big fan of rainier beers you can kind of tell where my head's at right now i'm a big fan of rainier beers uh you know Mm. get your vitamin r uh same as a paps same as a same as a um what are some others uh uh, Yingling, Ying, 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 Yingling. No, like no, a, I'm talking like about a locally like centric OK beer. Yeah, yeah. What's the one? Yeah, what's the yeah. po' boy one? What's the one for Baltimore and Maryland? It's not Paps, is it? Is it Paps? Hmm. 
Baltimore. Uh, tell us on Twitter. We got some reach Baltimore out to us on Twitter. Fuck. I f- um, What's your beer? What are you cracking? What do you crack at the club? Ah, uh, fuck. You know. I forgot the cheap beer. Anyways, I like those. At, at your friends. At your friends' uh, improv night. <laughs> That's at right, your yeah. friends' <laughs> DJ thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is everyone drinking? Uh, I like all those things, and uh, I I definitely like having a roll of toilet paper handy. Um, for a lot of reasons, Just in dude. Case. For a lot of <laughs> reasons. Sometimes you need a quick wipe. I'm talking about a table surface. Um, uh, but I don't like any of that stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't like any of that stuff as much as I love the Nats. Let's go, boys. Goodbye, people. Goodbye. Screw Venezuela. <laughs> your currency pure, is devalued. Pure hatred for <laughs> you. We have hatred for you. We don't need your oil. We're experiencing hatred inside our bodies for you. <laughs> because we hate you. Kidding. We love everybody so much. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Hi, everybody. Excellent stuff. Okay. Welcome to We the People. This is the American Soccer Show where you're going to learn to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. national team. I'm Ty. I'm a web designer. <laughs> you want to say How are you out there, Clayton? supposed to be the first one. Yeah. All right. It's another crazy morning. Uh, it's uh, yeah. How how am I? Do? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I I was uh, still in line uh, <laughs> at Starbucks. Can you believe it, guys? Next caller. <laughs> I'm still in line. Can you believe? Can you believe these lines these days? More guys? like more like five bucks. Hey oh. <laughs> May as well give him a, a $10 bill. <laughs> Why? Because the coffee is right? so expensive. Right? All right, let's do it. Welcome to Fuji in the morning. <laughs> Fuji and Fuji in the morning. Any last words? Uh, I'm Fuji. Uh, I'm also any Fuji. last words? Fuck Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Venezuela. <laughs>